John from AdamRiff.com, and I am Adam, zombieologist on Twitter. Let's begin with a few random notes I've jotted down. So I was watching Ash vs. Evil Dead, and it had a scene in which, do you know anyone in real life who puts the keys to their car in, in the visor, it just stores it in, in, in the car, inside the car? I call this move the Terminator. I've never seen anybody do it. Why? It just seems so easy to carjack in in film and and television. Well, e- either like the car is unlocked, or you can just slide the the stick in the window. The, the and, Slim Jim. Yeah, and just unlock it, and then either the the keys are in the visor, or or they wiggle some stuff underneath the, the or or, the the, or wheel. they all know how to hotwire a car, right? It's like a cell phone in a movie would solve so many problems. If they're unable to get in a vehicle, they would be there would be no movie. Right, and and the keys in the visor means that your car is unlocked. Everyone locks their cars, right? Yeah. All right. This isn't this isn't Canada in in that Michael Moore film. Okay. Note note number two, airport spa. I was at the airport coming back from Los Angeles on Saturday, and I saw two people getting a massage. I have seen deeper, more complex spas in airports. I wonder why anyone would want to get a pedicure in an airport or, or like a facial. It, it seems like such a bizarre service to offer in an airport. Well, it's, I mean, there's other things in airports that are strange. Too. I mean, you get like a restaurant, you get like breweries even. These are all food. This makes sense. Shopping, sure, Shop, because shops. you know, duty free is is tax free. A full on spa treatment, like massage, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I was think it was in I was in Dallas, and that airport had a a barber shop, and someone was getting their hair cut, and I thought, boy, his flight, he's going to be itchy <laughs> on his flight, because don't you want to take it, a shower, like it, a full body shower? Inevitably, after? yeah. I can't get a haircut without just I have to deal with it when I get home. I've never gotten a haircut where I wasn't just full of hair afterwards. So perhaps he was a, like a member of a of an airline club because they have showers in those. But otherwise, it's just it's just odd to me getting a massage or. Have you ever taken a shower at an airport? No. Okay. But then I've I've been in these these airport clubs so infrequently infrequently. Like you've traveled overseas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's I mean, never been part of your. The thing is, like, usually shower before you travel. Yeah. I mean, these these showers are normally designed for people who maybe they're making a connection or something. All right. Note number three, Lysol wipes. Do you know about these these things? Clorox makes these wipes, too. They're like baby wipes for cleaning. Yeah, they come in, like, a tube, and you pull them out the top. Like, like, they come in, like, a can. Yeah, they come in, like, a canister. I, I use them to clean the keyboard on my laptop, which... That seems Probably like an aggressive right to product to be using on an yeah. electronic device. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, the Clorox ones, at least, leave like fibers that just annoy me. Anyway, I, I hate how – I love the product, but I hate how they're packaged in these canisters because when you open a new 
Lysol wipes canister, you have to thread the roll of the Lysol wipes through the through the little butthole on the top. Yeah, the, the, the anus, um, the pincher. And so you're, you're digging into this roll, the center of this roll, trying to find the end. And the the first few sheets that come out are always drenched in the cleaner fluid. It, it so migrates wet. to the middle core of that thing you're pulling it out, and they're really, really wet, right? Yeah, they're, they're so wet, so you're going to need a paper towel anyway to dry whatever you're cleaning. And then they don't tear. <laughs> they don't tear properly. Like you'll be pulling one out through the the, the butthole, and it's a, and it turns into a magician's sleeve. Yeah, it just yeah, you're just coming. Like, <laughs> those those cloths just keep coming out. So they gotta perforate them or try doing like a tissue setup, like wet Swiffers that come in uh, a rectangle package where you you lift, you know, so they're not in a roll and they don't have to go through this 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 pincher. Well, do, um, do you think that all the all the liquid cleaning agent wouldn't that just kind of settle to the bottom i mean when you be kind yeah of in but the i same... mean this this current design isn't much better that's true they're similar all right final note fruit platter while i was in los angeles we threw a party and i ordered a fruit platter from whole foods and it had watermelon strawberries blueberries pineapple cantaloupe and honeydew fucking melons right what do you what which fruit do you think was the first to go? So what were the first couple again? Sorry, watermelon, strawberries, blueberries, pineapple, cantaloupe, and honeydew. I I would say probably if the strawberries were looking really good, probably like the strawberries or not the melons. It was, it was watermelon. Okay, watermelon. It's, sure. Oh. If watermelon I, was good, if it's that sandy ass grainy shit. Well, no. I'm picky with my fruit. Apparently, you know how I used to eat watermelons. <laughs> I would cut a whole watermelon in half and Spoon just spoon it out hold it like a bowl and literally just eat a half a watermelon at a time well i mean otherwise i mean if it's a single serve situation why not yeah Other, i mean if you're cutting it up for a picnic watermelon just seems like a just doesn't seem like a fruit you need to cut up let's just cut the watermelon in half and just scoop it out because it's like a it's a bowl it's a right? pre-made bowl yeah i like yeah. that so anyways the the watermelon yeah, so, went first so about the fruit platter i was looking at this fruit platter i thought does anyone eat blueberries on their own? Does anyone just like get a bowl of blueberries and 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 enjoy it? It seems like a fruit that's usually like a, in a mix. If you're it's, gonna yeah, eat it, it's it's, it's like a the chocolate chips of fruit, right? You put it in yogurt, you put it in a muffin, well, you put it in a pie. Who's buying honeydew and cantaloupe to eat on their own? Is that people buy those though? Like blueberries, it, it just seems weird. I feel like the blueberries were on the platter. Just because they're blue, right? For so color. you have a red fruit. Well, do you, you just not fruit. like? Do you not like blueberries? No, I like blueberry pie. I like blueberry muffins. I just as I would never think to eat blueberries on their own as a just, solo fruit. I'm agreeing. All right. So now on to the, the cantaloupe versus honeydew. I've had this debate with people before: which one is better? And I strongly feel that honeydew is way better than cantaloupe because honeydew. It tastes refreshing. It's always sweet, whereas cantaloupe just tastes like spoiled fruit. Even the be the best cantaloupe tastes muted to me. But my friend Ben, who thinks cantaloupe is better, says that honeydew can be mushy, and that's a turnoff for him. Whereas cantaloupe is usually crisper, uh, generally pretty crisp. It's a harder, isn't it? A harder fruit, like it's a. More yeah, and so, so, so going back to your thoughts on watermelon, I feel that 
taste outweighs texture. Like I will eat mushy watermelon. You'll it's eat sweet. grainy watermelon. Yeah, Ugh. it's fine to me. That's I can't do it's, it. And in, in the same way that that mushy honeydew, it still tastes good, and as opposed to cantaloupe, which never tastes good. What the the melons are filler fruit to me. I'll just skip it if oh, nothing. Blast good is me! Left. Oh God! There's you don't like melons. I just it's filler fruit. Okay, so I read in the news this week that Pepsi has resurrected Crystal Pepsi. It says starting. At noon today, which was last Thursday, December 10th, members of Pepsi's brand loyalty program, Pepsi Pass, I didn't know this existed, who have at least 1,000 points will be eligible to win a free six-pack of the clear soda. Do you, do, you, do you remember drinking Crystal Pepsi? I remember probably having one or two in my lifetime. Uh, I, I, obviously, I, I like remember is... the marketing for it more than anything, you know, because we had Van Halen and... right. You know. I, I feel like this is peak nostalgia pandering to our generation, bringing back Crystal Pepsi. Who is I? I get. I suppose there's always people who are going to clamor for niche stuff like this. Uh, fans have been asking for Crystal Pepsi for a while now. Really, you know, I, I was, if, it if, wasn't ever good enough for me to remember what it was. Just, right, I'm, it was I'm, gross. I mean, if, it was like caro syrup. If, if, if so many people wanted crystal pepsi would still be around when which of course led me to the crystal pepsi wikipedia page and i want to read something from it initial sales were good but quickly fell by fall 1993 pepsi pulled the drink off the market pepsi returned several months later this is in 1994 with a reformulated citrus drink titled crystal from pepsi do you remember this they they threw in a they threw in a from huh from but it was a citrus drink i don't remember this crystal from pepsi yeah it's a terrible name for a drink crystal pepsi launches and then in its first year crystal pepsi captured a full percentage point of u.s soft drink sales it's about 500 million dollars so coke followed suit by launching tab clear (laughs) so which came first crystal pepsi came first and then according to the wikipedia According to Coca-Cola Chief Marketing Officer Sergio Zyman, Tab Clear was an intentionally suicidal kamikaze effort to create an unpopular beverage that was positioned as an analog of Crystal Pepsi in order to kill both in the process. So it was a, a mission just to, to make an awful drink and just bring them both down. Yeah, the, the born-to-die strategy included using the poor-performing Tab brand rather than Coke, labeling the product as a sugar-free diet drink to confuse consumers into thinking Crystal Pepsi had no sugar, and marketing the product as if it were medicinal. Zyman said Pepsi spent an enormous amount of money on the brand, and regardless, we killed it. Both of them were dead within six months. That is awesome. Yeah, so this should be a documentary how how Coke went out of its way to kill Crystal Pepsi. And we don't have any we don't have any numbers to say how much one spent versus the other. I mean, but Tab I had Tab Clear. Tab Clear they they pushed Tab Clear. I don't I don't remember. I gotta look up the can for it. So I was completely unaware that <laughs> Coke just created what is it a, a dead drink walking. That's uh, amazing. It's just a they just shot a missile. Yeah, <laughs> at Crystal Pepsi with sugar-free tat. It just looks gross. It obviously was effective. Yeah, That's so where Pepsi launched Crystal Pepsi in the '90s, Coke launched Surge. Do you remember? Um, 
I remember in high school, Coke sent a Surge Street Team to my high school to hand out 20 ounce bottles of, of Surge. It hit our uh, middle school, I believe. Uh, we yeah, and, we got cans, and I think there was a guy who just parked in the parking lot and unloaded them to everyone exiting school and like some stickers and stuff. Can you imagine that happening today? Oh, shit. They'd be arrested on spot. Yeah. And so Coke resurrected Surge uh, early this year, again, pandering to the nostalgia of our generation. And now and the frozen in the convenience of ordering on Amazon. Yeah, it's you don't need points. And now Burger King, you can get frozen surge like a f- surge icy exclusively at Burger King. My friend has tried it. I have not. I haven't been to Burger King in so long. But, yeah, it's been a while for me too. But they have it right. They have it right now. Yes. So frozen surge at Burger King. And I was thinking, okay, if we're going to resurrect Crystal Pepsi and Surge next year for the Ghost, you know, as a tie-in to the Ghostbusters film, High C should bring back Ecto Cooler. Well, and on that note, didn't they just renew? I think it's some they just renewed the uh, trademark for Ecto Cooler, I believe. Yeah. So I imagine that's in the works. It has to be, right? Did you like Ecto Cooler? Because that was probably I, my favorite High C flavor. I actually, yeah, did I did. Really I did. Like I, think, I thought it was a good mix. And also, I think about this drink called Orbitz. Uh, do you remember this? Yeah, that was that was like Caro syrup with little gross blobs in it. It's it's probably not where you are, but like bubble tea is a big thing, especially in markets where there are a lot of Asian people. It's an Asian drink, yeah, which is like milk and tea, and then they have tapioca balls in it. I wonder if that's conditioned people to accept the the balls that were in Orbitz because it always just didn't go down right. Didn't didn't work. Clearly, Canadian has had struggles because it was huge in the in the '90s, and it just went away. Mm-hmm. And cl- clearly, Canadian made Orbitz. M- maybe um, you know Coke or Pepsi want to buy Orbitz from clearly Canadian. It's time to make. Resur- yeah, it's time to resurrect that one. Yeah, yeah. And then I read that starting tomorrow, Buffalo Wild Wings will add Mountain Dew flavored wings to its menu as. Um, tie into the Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl on New Year's Day. So available in restaurants from December 14th through January 2nd, the bold flavor of Mountain Dew will be infused with lemongrass and spicy red pepper flakes to create a blast of sweet and spicy. I actually think that sounds all right. Yeah, I don't think this is a bad idea. Like citrus wings this is not an unusual thing no it's just the this is the mountain dew part of it i think i'm i'm actually gonna go try them i think i'm I'm a little confused why they chose mountain dew because mountain dew is not a sponsor of the bowl they could just use orange they could just say it's orange chicken wings right well on the mountain dew thing i was gonna bring up baja blast as you know it, it comes and it goes in waves is that something that you look forward to and it's and its appearance in stores, because obviously you can get it at Taco Bell, but but the thing, well, yeah, the thing with Baja Blast, it's always at Taco Bell. So, but you don't not, go you don't go crazy for it when it's available in a bottle. I don't actually drink that much Mountain Dew. I, I was I had a huge, not huge, but I was big into Code Red in freshman year of college. Yeah, I like Baja Blast a lot better than Code Red. I, I don't think I've ever tried Baja Blast to be honest. It's not bad. It's a pretty good yeah. flavor. Okay, so we're recording this on the Sunday before. The Force Awakens opens in cinemas. Star Wars The Force Awakens. You have tickets, right? Uh, yes. So I was at the gym when tickets went on sale, 
And when I got home, the websites were crashing. And when I could get access to an interface to buy tickets, I, I should preface this by saying I, I'm at an age where I don't think I can see Star Wars more than once in a, in a, in a, in a cinema. I saw Attack of the Clones like five, six times at a cinema, but like I've, I've reached the age where one time I think will be enough for me. And I read that J.J. Abrams filmed uh, parts of The Force Awakens with IMAX cameras. I want to see it in a proper in IMAX. A proper right? setting. Yeah, there's only one real IMAX theater in the San Francisco Bay Area, in San Francisco. And so I, I looked up tickets for this IMAX theater. Thursday showings were sold out, as were Friday showings, except for one at 9 a.m. in the morning. Of course, I bought tickets too. And the thing is, the other, the, the other screenings that had sold out, the ones on Thursday and the ones after noon on Friday had reserved seating. And this one at 9 a.m. does not. And so at 33 years old, I will have to go get in line. And I'm trying to gauge what time I should get in line. 6 a.m., you know, 5 a.m., 4 a.m. To, to get a decent seat for this screening of Star Wars. And I am utterly dreading it. I don't um, even know what to suggest. Now, mind you, I, I waited in line for 18 hours to see The Force Awakens. But or you mean Phantom Menace? No, The Force... Uh, oh, sh- I'm sorry. To see Attack of the Clones. Okay. But that I was in college. I was over a decade younger. But you actually uh, were waiting for a ticket straight up because there was not a pre-order situation then. So the, well, the deal with the Attack of the Clones was my friend was super hardcore. So she camped out days before. And I just, I just stopped by on the day of the premiere. It was at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. She had purchased a bunch of tickets. But I saw to get in line to get to find the seat, right? So I showed up at 6 a.m. in Hollywood <laughs> to get in line outside the theater and, and waited until, you know, midnight to see the film. And I just, I, I just can't imagine doing that anymore. <laughs> anymore. You're back to that situation here this, for this one. Yeah. Have I ever told you the story about Attack of the Clones? I don't think so. So I, I get there in the morning and then I'm joined by this guy who, who gets in line behind me. And he's joined by his friends a few hours later, and I overhear them. Apparently, the guy who had joined me first discovered the flaming lips. This is so L.A., right? (laughs) And then a few hours later, Elijah Wood joins them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, apparently, the guy who got in front of me first was friends with Elijah Wood. And so Elijah Wood sits down literally right next to me in line. And he, and he waits with everyone, you know. He doesn't have to get there 12 hours early to, to sit around in line for Star Wars, but he does. And he's chain-smoking clove cigarettes for the, ho- the whole time and taking pictures of the people who spot him in line. As the sun sets, <laughs> he's joined by Sean Astin, Samwise Genji. Yeah. And so now Frodo and Sam are standing in line for episode two right behind me. Of course, of course, they're ushered into the theater before us regular peons go in. But so, so that's a story. And then the following year, The Matrix Reloaded was released. We went to see it at the Chinese theater again. It's like a year later at the same location. But before seeing The Matrix Reloaded, down the street at the Egyptian theater, the Animatrix was showing, like the whole the set bo- the of whole short block. films. Yeah. And so I get in line to go see the Animatrix. Who do I see but Elijah Wood? <laughs> And I go up to him, and I'm just like, hey, you remember me? And he said yes, but he yeah. could have been lying. Well, yeah. did you describe the situation? Like, Attack of the Clones. 
I'm just like, hey, remember we waited in line together last year or next to each other? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pleasing to know that Frodo had to wait in line for Attack of the Clones just (laughs) like He didn't have to. Well. He wanted to. Well, that's cool. I guess that's cool. So anyway, that was fun when I was in my 20s, but now I'm, (laughs) I'm in my 30s and... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do in this Force Awakens line. I, I did a similar 9 a.m. I think maybe it might have been 8 a.m. for the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry. The Dark Knight Rises. I got there. I, I didn't have to get there that early, but this is this is. I, got, I know. I think I must have got there like 6 a.m. So it was three hours, huh. three, two or three hours for the Dark Knight Rises. And I'm just trying to gauge whether Star Wars fans are even crazier than Batman fans. So I can't offer you any advice. Yeah. You're going to have to be there early. I think. Real early. Uh, I was thinking this morning screening of The Force Awakens should be the one with reserved seating, right? No one wants to wake up that early to, st- <laughs> to, to, to get in line for a film. Well, it's a little uh, more realistic to wait later in the day. Like, yeah, to yeah. manage that schedule, that seems I, to make more sense. I have mixed feelings about reserve, reserve seating is becoming a more common thing at, at cinemas. And I have mixed feelings about it in that I like that you don't have to wait in line, that your seat is already reserved for you, but you have to plan to see a film with reserved seating, at a, at a, at a cinema with reserved seating. You, you, you can't just feel like going to see a film and get to the, 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 get to the cinema. And not be and, sitting in the first row. Right, they, they, they ask you to pick your seats and you look, at the, you look at the seating chart and it's just like side seats and seats in the front. You know, I feel like with, with no reserved seating, you have a shot at a, a better seat. With reserve seating, you're, you're you're locked in, and, and this is this is also applies to like reserve seat screenings where they're not sold out, and so you sit down and it, you see a better seat, but you don't know if you can move to that seat, right? Cause, yeah, because it's taken, perhaps. So I feel like I feel like cinemas with reserve seating, they should like light up. The, do you remember one versus a hundred <laughs> that, that game show? They should like light up the seats that are reserved. Yeah, or vice versa, it's, or free. Or, one of yeah, the two. Yeah, something. Like, yeah, either one in real time, so you know which seats have been purchased, and you know which seats you can move into should no one come. Yeah, or no one take them. We don't have reserved seating here, so this is not anything I've ever had to deal with. I actually, I, I, I actually I, purposely chose the shitty theater just so I could hopefully show up a little bit less early to the screening for Force Awakens. I took the shitty theater, hoping that'll help. I, I have lots of thoughts about cinemas. I, I'm saying cinemas because I like British English. <laughs> so one thought, I, I, I go I go to I go to, to the movies way more than you do almost every week. And I love the kiosks where you can buy tickets yourself. You know, the, you just the high school job eliminator you, machine. Right. But I'm fascinated that most people don't use these kiosks. They, they still wait in line to buy tickets from a real person. Or, you know, they purchase them through Fandango and just bring their phone up. But no, Nothing drives I'm, me more insane than standing in line and trying to get a ticket. It seems like the slowest process in the world. I wish we had one yeah, of the it's, machines. It, it, it's, it's so quick and it's so fast that these, 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 you know, automated kiosks that I don't know why people stand in line. I feel like... Auditor- the auditoriums at uh, movie plexes. The restrooms restrooms should be inside the auditoriums, so you don't have to miss parts of the film to use the restroom. Like actually leave the theater room to go to the restrooms. What you normally have yeah, to like, do. Yeah, like, like put yeah put the restrooms in the wings of of of, of the theater, and so you when you walk down, I had this idea that maybe 
you know, you put screens inside the restrooms showing the film so you wouldn't have to miss it that way. But I feel like someone could just like stand in the restroom and pirate the film that way. Yeah, because that's how people pirate movies is really. So so instead, like if, if you have the restroom inside the theater, you pump in the audio. So you could hear the film while you're the while yeah the audio alone would at least help keep you on track yeah what's yeah. going on so that's an idea also you know how movie theaters are cinemas are trying to find other ways to make money I don't understand why they don't set up gift shops so like if I go see the Good Dinosaur the first thing I see when I walk out of the first the thing your child sees. Yeah, the first thing your child sees is a giant store just selling good good dinosaur merchandise. Well, movies t-shirts. of the that period of what's airing currently. So I mean it rotates out. Well, I mean for, a, for children's films, I would just just push to. Yeah, like for Force Awakens, I would set up a, a, a kiosk that's just selling Star Wars stuff and just push it hard. Get them on the high coming right out of the theater. Be like, exactly. I'm gonna buy I this feel like, stupid thing. I feel like this would be a cash cow. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I'm sure I would get got by some star stupid Star Wars shit on the way out. Seriously. It's it's way more profitable than than, than popcorn. So I stumbled across some film news and this one headline it's the ring against the grudge in crossover movie Sadako versus Kayako. The, the, two most, the two most iconic villains from the J-horror from the wave are going to face off in the Shiraishi Koji-directed Sadako versus Kayako. Yamamoto Mizuki stars as a young woman caught between the two curses. And these are, so, these are these, the names you're saying here are the... Or the yeah, creepy, Sadako the creepy is the girl Asian. in the ring. Yeah, the and creepy Kayako Asian. Kayako is the girl in the Grudge. Yes, and I'm try. I don't think I've ever seen the Grudge, but and I'm trying to remember the ring. So I assume in in this in this film that the the young woman caught between the two curses, she gets a hold of a videotape in the cursed house. Is that it? That well, that would be what you would be getting in. Like, like what ha- what happens in the Grudge? Is it like a haunted house? Uh, I be- yeah, there's uh, there's a curse on a house, and that curse is inside of there, and I think it's the, the move-in, and now you've got to put up with the curse sort of thing. So I assume that she watch- she watches the-, the tape from the ring inside. Like inside she moves into inside the-, the cursed house, the pre-cursed inside the house. Cursed house. I mean, that would that would be the way to summon both of them based on the plots of the movies, yeah. And I wonder if they end up, t- like, because... Obviously, these 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 two women, Sadako and Kayako, suffered tragic fates. Yes, uh, I, I do not remember the fate of the girl in the Grudge, other than being a creepy white-faced Asian person child. So, so I wonder why they're they're fighting each other. Is it going to be like a Batman versus Superman thing? Where they are they up, teaming up at the end? Yeah, like teaming up with the girl from is it Dark Water? Oh, the, God. The, the Jennifer Connelly one. I think that one had a had a had a creepy girl too. So you could have a, like a Justice League <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of Japanese girls, just with their white faces and just yeah, always yeah. hiding in the corners. What would they be battling though? They'd have to battle um, Godzilla, right? <sighs> I don't know. So we have that to look forward to. And, well, uh, and it is going to be a foreign version. 
right? This yes. is not an American. Yep. This is actually not an American release. No. So slated for a June 2016 release. The Ring versus The Grudge. Which How far I, we've come. Yeah, and which I suspect if it takes off, then we will get an, an American version. I wonder. They made two grudges, right? Uh, I believe there's two grudges, yes. And there's two rings. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> and I read that... Herbie Hancock is joining the cast of Luke Besson's next film, which is a sci-fi epic called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's an adaptation of a French 1967 graphic novel. Um, Herbie Hancock of, is it Work It? That's the name of the song? Is that, is that the name of the song? Rocket. You're looking at Rocket. Rocket. I'm sorry. Look, Orchid is the, the sitcom about cross-dressers on ABC. That was, anyway, so I read this, and it, it naturally it led me to Herbie Hancock's IMDb page, and it only lists seven acting credits, three of which are in this century. So he, he did a film in 2002 called Hitters, a B movie starring Robert Davi and Frank Stallone. And Herbie Hancock plays the district attorney in this film. And then in 2014, Herbie Hancock was in, on Girl Meets World as someone named Catfish Willie Slim, who I assume is like a jazz musician. And then he's going to be in this Luc Besson sci-fi film. So he's having like a late career acting push. Which yeah. is not what I would su- suspect from Herbie Hancock. Maybe you know jazz isn't paying the bills. So. Well, and I believe he he was nominated for a Grammy not that long ago. I mean, he's won Grammys before, but like I guess he's still relevant in the jazz world. It seems like it would make more sense to just have him do the soundtrack to this Valerian. Maybe he is. Maybe he's doing both. So he he joined in this in this Luke Bazan film. He joins Rihanna. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, Clive Owen, and John Goodman, or the voice of John Goodman. And this is we a live. This is a this is a live action movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We can look forward to this in 2017. All right. So, I I don't take it you watch the Ellen Show. I don't. So it's it's a fascinating show to me because you think of it as <laughs> going back to the 90s. You think of it as the Rosie O'Donnell show from the 90s, but she does very she does she does odd things like one of the things she likes to do is to scare her celebrity guests okay and i did see a clip mashing a bunch of those together actually yeah yeah so that's one thing she does and then another thing she does is human interest stories and she'll have these human interest story guests come on and then she'll give them a gift a car or a check i I know one family she gave them a, a new home and these gifts she gives are always furnished by either someone Ellen is in business with or someone who's it's 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 very clearly product placement or promotional consideration right? like sp- like sponsors that run yeah ads. yeah so like so so some so, some sad sack family will get $1000 furnished by Visa who is a partner of Ellen. And it, the Ellen show is basically like the price is right as a talk show. Like everything she she gives away is to me paid placement or s- some kind of pr- promotional thing. And so one thing Ellen does every year at this time is 12 days of giveaways. So in 12 episodes, she gives away a bunch of shit to her studio audience. It's like Oprah's 
favorite things, except everything just seems like she, you know, she 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 starts off every thing she gives away with with an ad with an ad read for whatever company paid for what she's about to give away, mm. and it, it's 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 very odd to me. But the crowd goes bonkers over this 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 the stuff that she's giving away, and it's it's funny to hear them react when Ellen will go like. Oh, if you want tools, go to the Home Depot. And obviously, everyone's just disappointed. So the next gift is coming. And then all, from Home everybody Depot. gets a fucking circular saw. Woo! Yeah. And so I thought I thought we should go go through this year's twelve days of giveaways. So day one, the first gift was a two hundred fifty dollar Visa gift card from Visa Checkout, a partner of Ellen mm-hmm. and William Sonoma. So she just she she just reads this ad you know ad read for William Sonoma they make all the the cooking the cooking stuff and then she gives everyone a $250 gift card that has nothing to do with William Sonoma it sounds and like a really a, a really momish present which is probably yeah, so the audience $250 gift card a $500 container store gift card a nest cam an asus chromebook flip from google is a google promotion a 5 year subscription to netflix an epson workforce printer and a $250 Best Buy gift card, and a hoverboard, a Swagway. Uh. And this is a pretty good haul, but it's, you know, you can see how it's very clearly, she's just, she's basically, you know, reading off the, the items that you, you, you play a game with on The Price is Right, you know. <laughs> when you have to, like, choose stuff on The Price is Right, the announcer will, like, read, describe, describe, each, yeah, describe each product. And this is basically what Ellen does. She's describing the um, showcase. Day one's pretty good. Swagways, you want a hoverboard, the moms, you know, and the audience. So day two, the first gift is a $300 ED by Ellen DeGeneres apparel gift card. Ellen has a lifestyle brand called Ed, ED, and she gave away a $300 gift card for it. More mom um, stuff. Okay. I'm yeah, seeing a trend ultimate, here in some of these. An ultimate girls getaway package and Miraval, which is in Arizona. It's like a resort. A Brookstone React Shiatsu massage chair. Ten free soul cycle classes, a Keels gift box, and a Fitbit Charge HR. I'm feeling really bad for some of the dudes in the audience getting this stuff. There, there are quite a few of them too, yeah. So day three, here we go. A Viewmaster virtual reality starter kit plus a $500 Target gift card. So I didn't know that Viewmaster is now just doing virtual reality stuff well it seems like uh, a good segue into oh current, it's, it's collaboration cur- with google current products it's yeah not a, so. it's pretty smart of them i didn't That's really it. realize they existed as a company other than still making the yeah. shitty so day three is this viewmaster reality starter kit 500 dollars at target not bad a lego dimension starter pack an xbox one and a hundred dollar toys r us gift card three day two night stay at caesar's palace las vegas a dyson v6 absolute cordless stick a Hiram HJ1 juicer and a Rico Theta S, which is a camera. That's a pretty good haul. Sure. To me, though, this is a very guy centric showcase. I that guess, that one's a little that. better. Yeah. There's no yeah. lady clothes in there, at least. Day four. $250 Visa gift card from Visa Checkout and Lands End, of course, Ellen's partner. $300 gift gift card, gift GYFT, the gift card service that I don't know anyone who uses. Uh, it was a good $500. way to uh, take your bitcoins and turn them into money. Okay. A $500 Visa gift card from Ebates, Delano, Las Vegas, and MJ1. That's another Vegas hotel trip. A $300 eBay gift card. This is kind of lame. It's just a lot of money, though. It's like very specific places. It's almost like two of the two thousand, a little more than two that twenty five hundred dollars worth. Just gift cards. Okay, day five. 
<laughs> a $350 home decor ED by Ellen DeGeneres gift card. There she goes, pimping her, her brand again. A 55-inch and a 32-inch TCL Roku TV. $300 at Home Depot and a Canary security system. Guitar Hero Live and PlayStation 4 available at GameStop. And a three-year subs- no commercial subscription to Hulu. Don't forget that Guitar Hero Live and PlayStation 4 is available at GameStop. Yeah, let me ask you this. If this was your showcase on the prices, right, would you pass or would you keep this one? This you got one? two TVs. I mean, uh, those TCLs are all right. They have Roku's built in, but that's all right. I mean, the $300 Home Depot, I'd, I'd probably take this one. I'd take this. It's not bad. So, and the home decor one, at least it's a, you know, there that, might be some. This is, this is how we should have stuff. couched the segment. Like, would you have passed or kept it? If it was so on the far, this or? is about the only one I'd take. Okay. D- day five. So, not, not even the Netflix one with the, the Aces Chromebook flip? Nah, I don't need that. So day six, a $250 Visa gift. She, she's really pimping Visa, you yeah, know. Yeah, that seems like it's kind of default on her, all these. That's what that's what friends do, partners do. Three-day, two-night stay at Terra Nia, which is a resort in California. A sing tricks and a $150 Target gift card. That looks like a karaoke setup there. Karaoke machine. A Bose SoundLink wireless headphones to Bose SoundTouch 10. Headphones and a speaker. Yep. <laughs> a Fender DG60 Dreadnought Sunburst acoustic guitar and a Fender Urban Gig Bag. 10 free Guitar Center music lessons and a $250 76 gift card. So This this is a bogus one. I would not take this one. <laughs> you, you got a bunch of music stuff, guitars, guitar, guitar lessons, and gas, gasoline. Guitar Center <laughs> guitar lessons. Go go play a couple Nickelback songs. No, this is a bad one. All right. I would not take this This is, one. This is the bed on Price is right. Whenever you get the showcase of the bed, you pass, pass on, on it. Yep. Because the other one is a trip or a car. Okay, day seven. A beauty rest. There's the bed. Richard, world-class mattress for mattress firm. $500 company store gift card, which is it appears to be a home decor store. A Soma water filter pitcher. And $300 Target gift card. A Durban Metro bike, which is a foldable bike. A $350 Bliss gift card, which is a spa chain. And a Beats pill. Nope, I'd pass on this one, too. Yeah, first thing you see is the bed. That's enough. Day eight. Ellen's home book. Oh, what is it? Ellen has bought and renovated nearly a dozen homes over the last 25 years. I'm already out of this one. I don't even care what else there is. (laughs) Uh, It's a book about the homes that she has renovated. A Gozango six-day, five-night vacation with hotel and airfare. This appears to be you can pick where you want to go. It's like a travel service. $300 Whole Foods gift card from Wholesome, a soda stream, powered sparkling water maker, and a $300 bed, bath, and beyond gift card. Calphalon sharpening cutlery set, roaster, stock pot, and frying pan set, and a Breville smart oven with element IQ. Nope. These are getting worse, man. This is, That's no good. Imagine imagine being in the audience on this day. Like nope. You get Ellen's home book and a soda stream. Nope. These are, these are falling apart quick. Day nine. Two round-trip tickets on JetBlue. Okay. Any, a three-day, two-night stay at any Wyndham resort. A $250 Glasses.com gift card and Burberry sunglasses. Coach H. Ace Satchel, a $250 Starbucks gift card, plus their Christmas blend, and a Fujifilm Instax Mini 90 camera, an Instax share printer. It's like a portable uh, camera printer. Yeah, that's. I'm going to pass on that one, too. So, you know, I saw this one on television, and the women, the first thing she announced was Starbucks. She started reading the ad read for Starbucks. The women went crazy. The women in the audience went crazy over Starbucks. And then... Coach comes up, and I saw this last year too. 
I think coach is the one that everyone wants. Everyone wants to be on the day when they give away a, a coach bag. Really? Something about this brand uh, makes just insanity. Shit. Yeah. Like they just have to show the coach logo on the screen, and it's just before Ellen announces what they're what she's what she's giving away. Just pandemonium. And the, the goes wild. Yeah, these are dropping off here. Nothing can be bad than that that guitar one. Day ten, an Ed by Ellen four hundred dollar gift card for footwear. Ellen makes shoes too. A seven hundred fifty dollar Sears gift card for a Kenmore appliance. Amazon Underground app on HD Fire Ten. I Amazon Under, I don't know. I don't know what Amazon Underground is. A five hundred dollar Etsy gift <laughs> Etsy gift card. Yeah. A three hundred dollar Casa Plus gift card and a three hundred dollar Office Depot Office Max gift yeah. card. Again, not a good one. What could you buy for five hundred dollars on Etsy? Uh, a lot of crocheted. This, yeah, this baby is clearly hats. the lame brands package. You got Cost Plus, Office Depot, Etsy, and Sears. That's a punishment package there. <laughs> Day eleven, two round trip tickets to Vancouver on WestJet. I take that. Love what Vancouver. If it's, what if it's not Vancouver, Canada, and it's Vancouver, Washington? It looks like. Well, it's very clearly <laughs> Vancouver, because because the next thing is a four day, three night stay at the Western Resort and Spa Whistler. Okay, I, I dig that. Scorebig.com and a two hundred fifty dollar Visa gift card. So this is a ticket broker to buy tickets. A year of Amazon Prime and $250 Amazon gift card, Parrot, Zik 2.0 headphones, and the Beatles One Plus. Oh, they just ta- tack on some garbage at the end here. A Panasonic Blu-ray player with built-in Wi-Fi. So I take this one. You know, yeah, you get a trip to, to British Columbia and Amazon Prime. Well, and you may be able to use that score big for some tickets yeah, to a show. Yeah, got this junk, this Beatles thing. This Beatles thing is total product placement. Yeah, it's garbage. All right, final day, day 12. You think she'd end big, but what do you have here? $500 Visa checkout gift card featuring this is featuring Gap. It's not even a Gap gift card. It's well, because Gaps card. are just getting lit up and turned into smoldering oh, ashes. Speaking of Gap, Gap owns Old Navy, and the next product is a $250 Old Navy gift card from Visa checkout. Well, we cannot fit, forget Ellen's Old Navy commercials. Yeah, $250 Athleta gift card from Visa checkout. Mm-hmm. Visa, Visa checkout is very generous. A $250 Banana Republic gift card. And I believe Banana Republic is under the same umbrella as Gap and Old Navy. I, and Old Navy, yeah. I believe they are. So you're basically getting $1,000 to spend at their stores. A five-day, four-night stay at Aulani, a Disney resort and spa in Hawaii. Two Samsonite luggage uh, and a pair of Oliver People's sunglasses. This is a lot of money to spend at the Gap brands and a trip to Hawaii. No, I, I don't think that one's any good either. I think the best so, one was the one with the PS4. I think the first one is pretty good. Day one with Well, in hindsight, the first the first couple look a lot better than the tail end, the the middle and tail end. So that's uh that's Ellen's twelve days of giveaways. For all our Ellen listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, yes. Good God, we just um, punished everyone there. All right, we'll be back next week. I don't know when this is going on, but we'll be back before the end of the year with a special Best of Television 2015 podcast, plus maybe uh, some thoughts on The Force Awakens. Yes, a little movie coverage, just a little bit. So you can catch me on AdamRiff.com, on Twitter at AdamRiffs, with an S at the end. And you can find me at Zombieologist on Twitter, and you can also get a hold of us at backwashaudio at gmail.com if you'd feel so inclined, and we'll see you in the next one.